Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. This is your one-stop shop for all things Hillsdale College Sports. Jake, let's start with you. All right, let's start off on the gridiron. The Chargers mixed in big plays on offense with more ball hawking by the defense and a 45-24 win over Alderson Broadus at Muddy Water Stadium on Saturday. The win enables the Chargers to maintain hold on a share of first place in the GMAC Conference at 5-0, while the Battlers fell to 2-5 on the season. Hillsdale is 6-1 overall for the first time since 2010. The Charger defense played better than its 24 points allowed would indicate, picking off three more passes in this game. Interception, interceptions by Jason McDonough, Drake Temple, and Tommy Froman, Froman's being his first career pick, helped the GMAC's top intercepting secondary on top of its game. Jay Rose and Wyatt Batdorf each had eight total tackles for Hillsdale. Batdorf recovered a fumble, while Dan Shanley and Zach Van Valkenburg each forced fumbles in the win. McDonough broke up two passes, while Shanley, Derek Branion, Merrick Canada, and Carter Wilson were each in on pass breakups. Chance Stewart in limited duty was 16 for 28 for 256 yards and three scores. Ty Cox threw for 90 yards and a score in a backup roll. Trey Brock kept adding to his existing school record for career receiving yards with 157 more in this game on just six receptions and two touchdowns. Sophomore Connor Maloney had four catches for 54 yards. In all, 10 different Chargers caught passes in this game. And over to volleyball, it was a tough weekend for the Chargers as they went 0-3 in the crossover tournament losing their final match to Ashland in four sets. Despite a career performance from senior Paige Vanderwall, the Charger volleyball team lost a tightly played game to Ashland. The Eagles' 3-1 win came on the final day of the Midwest Region crossover tournament held in Indianapolis. Hillsdale now falls to 14-6 on the season. We are now joined in studio with men's basketball guard Connor Hill. He's a redshirt sophomore from Kansas Good to be here. Thanks, fellas. Love doing this. So uh, it's, a, it's a task for a lot of uh, athletes, especially at the collegiate level, over the summer um, to you know, kind of stay in shape, stay with the game shape. What do exactly did you do this summer to keep your, your shot looking smooth and, and keep in basketball shape, so to say? All right, so first of all, uh, Coach Giff, our weightlifting coach, he gives us a booklet, and it's a, you lift four days a week, and you follow it. It's a whole summer plan, and then you get a week off in 4th of July. And then uh, I played a lot. You know, a lot of guys work on their game. Like uh, a lot of guys, you know, do a lot of skill, a lot more skill than I do. But I play a lot most of the time. Uh, you know, I was in a couple pro-am leagues. There's pickup four days a week at a local uh, college. A bunch of pro guys come back. I hopped in the mix. They let me play. So it was uh, – no, I had a good summer uh, working out and just playing a lot. So this is a big question. Who is the best player, maybe the most recognizable name you've ever played with? Ever played Michael Porter Jr. or Jason Tatum? Wow. So you played on the same team with them? Yes. Michael Porter Jr. I was on his team for three weeks. I was the backup point guard. And then they got this kid from Oklahoma on the team. Uh, so we had too many point guards. His name was Trey Young. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> I've actually never heard of that yeah, kid. Yeah, so when they added Trey Young, I, they were like, eh, we, Colin, we might not need you this year. I was like, eh, guys, I kind of understand it, honestly. <laughs> No way. So did you get to meet uh, Trey Young? Yep, met Trey Young, met uh, Michael Porter Jr. What was he like, Michael Porter Jr.? 
He is an interesting guy. He's a lot. He's really quiet until you get to know him. You know, Trey's. You know, Trey's kind of out there. He's. You know, he comes up, walks in loud. But Michael, he's very laid back. But he's also the most, probably the most confident person I know. Really? Yes. Or ever been around. Do you think that he's going to be a good NBA player? Yes, I do. If he can get over the injury, I think he'll be the best player in the draft. Really? Yes, 100%. Wow. When you guys were on the court, what was that like, just playing with someone that you knew was like had what it took well, to make it to the league? Well, so I, um, we're, playing, we're just playing up and down, and I come off a ball screen, and he's in the opposite corner, and I throw him a lob. And I throw this ball, and I'm like, oh, God, that ball is going maybe into the 15th row. So I just I turn around just start running back and all of a sudden I hear a like a, just a crash and everyone goes hey like and it, uh, I turn and I was like what happened they were like he caught it and dunked it I was like no he didn't and every, <laughs> no it was yeah no playing with playing with Michael Porter for it was only three weeks but it was no it was pretty cool that's crazy uh, would you say that you have a better shot than Trey Young. Uh, I say I'm a better deep shooter than Trey Young for sure. Wow. No, 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 <laughs> okay, no, no, okay. no chance, no chance. Uh, I mean, he's probably the, I mean, one of the best shooters in the league already. So no, it's no, gotta be crazy uh, seeing those guys, you know, at the professional level now, and you know, just being like, wow, I actually I hooped with these guys, uh, and they're and they're doing that. What about Jason Tatum? Tell us that story. So, I uh, so Jason Tatum's from St. Louis. I'm from Kansas City. We played on like the top two teams. Like I was on the can- best Kansas team, probably. He was on the best Missouri team. And so there's always like a Kansas versus Missouri showdown. There's like three tournaments like that, and I'm nine and one against Jason Tatum. That's my wow. claim to fame. Okay, nine and one. Yep. Now my last. Now I lost my last game versus him by forty, but that's not the point. The point is. Oh I'm, yeah. Since, now this is since like sixth grade. This is going way back. Right. <laughs> but I know every time he because I mean when he was in fifth grade, everyone knew who Jason. Like it's just you knew who Jason Tatum was if you lived in Kansas, Missouri. So every time he played, I made sure I remembered those games. What was what was that like? So did he like kind of grow late in his career, or like? So his teams were always it was always kind of like Tatum and everyone else, right? And then he slowly started adding some other guys. Uh, there's a guy named Jeremiah Tillman. He plays at Mizzou now. He'll end up getting drafted probably. Um, and then there's a guy who plays at Cal. His name's Cody Riley. He was on that team. And so they slowly just added guys and guys. And then I mean my little group of Munchkins. We I mean. You know, once you once we hit sophomore year, it was. I mean, we were beating them easily in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we were grinding them out, and then it ended up just being we were just getting twaxed. <laughs> would Jason Tatum remember you now? Jason would. Michael and Trey probably wouldn't. They would not. No, because you didn't play with them too long. No, but, but Jason, if you said, "Yo, Jason," I. I, it's not year. like no. He wouldn't be like, "Yo, Con, what's up?" But no, he, but he'd be like, if I went up to him, I'd be like, uh, "Jason, my name's Connor Hill. We play against each other." He'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah." yeah. Say, I'm nine and one against you. I, rem- I remember dunking on you. Like that's what he'd say. Listen, we got two guys that host a radio show, and they would love some courtside tickets. <laughs> some courtside tickets to the Celtics. Would he? Would he be down for that? Um, I don't know if I have that kind of clout. Jeez. I well, like to pretend like what's I do, even but the I point, don't. Then, if you don't, like, honestly, you can't get courtside. What's no, the point honestly, of no, it's him, it's pointless at this point. Oh man, so that's good. So you you kept up over the summer, and you weren't playing with Michael Porter Jr. over the summer, but at least you you know were staying basketball shape. And then when you guys get to school at the end of August until when you guys start practice this week, correct? Yep, the, tomorrow. Tomorrow Monday. is Monday. Yep. Monday is the first day for college basketball practice. Can you, you ready? D two. D two. Can you believe that? All right, I'm jitters? so I'm so excited. Um, I don't have jitter. Baby. You know, it's a, you know, your third year. It's my third year here. Yep. Uh, my first year, I was freaking out. I called my dad <laughs> maybe 15 times the day before. I was like, Kev, my dad's his name's Kevin. I was like, Kev, 
on like I'm 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 this is gonna be terrible. But then last year I was kind of nervous, but I was like, okay, like you know, because I registered my first year, I was like, now I get a chance to show. And this year it's like I'm excited. I'm not nervous, but I'm really excited to get out there with all the guys. To you, what was your biggest thing from last season that you want to improve on going into this season? Personally or as a team? Just personally. Uh, really, uh, passing. Not in terms. I'm a good. I was. I always thought I was a good passer. Like I can make a good. Like always make a good easy pass. But it was making the tough passes where like you're threading the needle. You know, we got two other point guards, Dylan Lowry and Nate Nevue. They do. A, they did a really really good job of making some of the tough passes. And so I. I think I got better at that over the summer. What have you learned from a guy like Nate Nevue? Obviously a senior captain on the team, and he's been. Th- through it all and and he what a leader he is and oh, obviously and, and what a point guard he is have mm-hmm. you picked up anything from his game that, that you see all the time yeah you know honestly I've you know I've taken little bits and pieces of him you know how he run, we have a pretty unique offense like what his reads are what he sees you know same with Dylan you know we we're very three different kinds of point guards and so I think we all do a good job of picking up little things from each other um, another thing I learned from Nate is I I talk a lot like Nate's very, Nate talks, but he's very he leads way more by example, and so when you see someone work so hard and you talk about working so hard, it makes you be like, okay, well if I'm saying this now, I got to keep up with Nate. You know, in sprints, I'm always like, where's Nate? At? I got to beat Nate. So that's just, I mean, just always trying to keep up with each other. I gotcha. Uh, this past year, we had obviously Stedman Lowry and Skeeter Ryan Badowski as two senior leaders, also generated many points for the team. Mm-hmm. Who are we looking at this year to kind of have uh, an offensive explosion, kind of fill the gap that the seniors left? So Nick Zarnowski, he was our second leading scorer last year. Uh, he's a big man, uh, 6'8". He's been hurt, but he's, I mean, he's fully healthy now. He's been hurt through the preseason, but he's mm-hmm. finally getting healthy. Where he's, I mean, he's going to be a monster for us, we think. And then uh, guys like uh, Harrison Nego, Michael Travlos, Jonathan Wilkinson. Uh, you know, I think Davis Larson has a chance to be one of our best players. Um, all these guys, you know, we kind of have a bunch of guys who are not sure who's going to step into those roles, but we have a bunch of guys that are more than capable of stepping into those roles for sure. Talk. Of, you mentioned Dylan Lowry earlier. Um, he's like a magician with the basketball. Like, have you seen anything <laughs> like that? Like, dude, it's weird. That guy can do anything with that basketball. You know, uh, <clears throat> we call him Dirty Dill because he does some things, and you're like, it doesn't make. And like, just like you look at him, and you're like, I mean, he's not, like, he's, there's like no way. Like yeah. he's skinny. He's, yep. I mean, for and he's ugly. Like that's, but no, <laughs> we're not off the record. Off, no, the, we're not, off the record, hey, we're not cutting that. That is on the record. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Dill. You know, he's a he's really crafty with the ball. You know, some like the way he just one handed layups and. You know how he creates space with his body, and you know he's just kind of wiggles his way into places. So, a starting practice on Monday. What is the difference between off-season Coach Tharp and in-season Coach Tharp? <laughs> well, so it's funny. So with the freshmen, uh, we have four freshmen, and they're like, "God, Coach Tharp's like so much fun during practice," and because we get <laughs> we get two practices a week during the uh, course of this uh, right. preseason, and he is fun during the season. He's a blast, but it's it's different you know that he that once you know i think what's the day tomorrow i think it's the 15th yeah once you know once october 15th happens that flip switches and he uh it's about winning you know it's a, like preparing to win and then when you're going and it's like oh we play tomorrow you know coach tharp he uh he flips the switch for sure and he, we still have fun and it's a blast but it's 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 the intensity level definitely increases
What have you learned through two and a half years from Coach Starr personally? Uh, how to be a better man. Uh, he personally, he's done more than I can even begin to uh, describe. You know, he's a, uh, you know, I'm 12 hours away. Uh, you know, I've, I've gotten homesick. I've, you know, done this, done that. He has helped me so much in learning how to deal with that and also you know, the way he, you know, we're, we're really close to his family, you know, his daughters, two sons, um, how he treats them and his wife. It's really like, okay, well, when I get to that stage in my life, that's where I want to be. And, and you can say that about the team that he builds too. Like you guys are, you, you feel with like every single one of your teammates, like you guys are actually like brothers, right? Oh yeah. No, you know, everyone talks about like, it's a brotherhood or, you know, people say that about other schools, but like for us, it's like, you know, all you know, 19, 20 of us, whatever it is, we are like, it's so cool because I've had a personal moment from, you know, a senior, you know, senior captains like Nate Nevue, Jack Cordes, you know, Czar, Gordy Bear, all the way down, you know, like Peter Kaltoff, as a, who's a freshman, Patrick Cartier, a freshman, you know, all these guys, you can just have a personal moment. And that's all because of the way Coach Starr, you know, brings us together from the beginning. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, as you said, we start practice, and then in 10 days, you're taking on Oakland. Yep. What do you have to do from now? And you've got 10 days. What do you have to do from now until then to be able to compete and, like, get ready for this D1 matchup? So, um, Oakland's – they're a really good basketball team, we think. Uh, they lose a lot of guys, but they also bring some guys in, some transfers, some freshmen that are going to be pretty good. So the biggest thing we need to work on is just cohesion. You know, like you said, Skeet instead being gone. How are we, you know, starting, you know, in practice offensively, you know, how are we going to handle that? You know, like, okay, you know, we could rely, you shot clocks winding down, we could rely on Skeet or Stead sometimes bailing us out, mm -hmm. but now we don't have that. So we need, offensively we need to adjust to that. But we hang our hat on the defensive end. You know, we uh, all preseason, you know, we've, our defensive practices, you know, we've been grinding. You know, and so defensively, if we can get to where we were last year and even exceed that, I think we have a good chance to beat anyone. What's it like going into a big arena? Like obviously last year was Breslin Center. Year before was that Chrysler Center? With, uh, with no, that was a couple years ago. That was like my 2014. Yeah, 2014. Okay. So yeah, last year. Let's just talk about your your experience at Breslin Center. Um, you know, so we pull in for shoot around, and uh, we're driving up, and we start going down a tunnel. We're like, what? what is going on? And the coaches are like, you don't go in the front door of a Big Ten arena. And we were all like, oh, yeah, like there's a tunnel. And, you know, like their locker room, they have like thumbprints and like, co like you know, they got a thumbprint code. I thought they had a retinal scanner or something. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. But honestly, once you step on the court, it was, you know, it's basketball. Uh, you know, whether you're playing at, you know, on Cleves Court over there at the, uh, at the sports complex or if, you know, like you're playing at Breslin Center or whatever. Um, it's just basketball. Talking to Connor Hill here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. The Chargers hoop guys start practice this week. And, Connor, honestly, um, you know, you look at Oakland, you look at Toledo, your preseason teams, but honestly, those two might not be your toughest games you guys have early on. You play a team called Ferris State who is coming off a national championship are you excited to play them to kind of get a feel early on, like where you guys are at early in the season? Do you take that as a challenge, or you know, are you a little scared going into that game? Um, first of all, we're never scared to play anyone. Love that answer. Whether mm -hmm. you know, whether it's Michigan State, Duke, or you know, Fair State, whoever it is. Um, 
I'm we're we're less about looking forward to that game as like kind of like see where we are, but we want to beat Ferris. Um, you know, they've we lost to them two years ago in the uh, Gleak tournament, really close game. You know, we I think we ended up losing by I think it was less than ten. And then last year we had them down, the national champs down at half. They ended up coming out beating us pretty handedly. So we are excited to. They come here, so we're excited. Show them what Hillsdale's about. Show them what our fans do for us, and really give them a run for their money. You mentioned the fans, the student section in particular. What does that do for the team when the team just cook in? The student section is all in it. Like, can you do you guys just build off of each other, or like obviously there's there's a difference between a packed house and a non-packed house. So just talk about uh, what the fans do for you guys as a team. So we have a thing. Uh, last couple of years, I haven't played a lot. So for the guys who don't play a lot or the red shirts or whatever, we have a thing called bench mob. Mm-hmm. And so the bench mob is, you know, you're out there, you're getting ruckus. Uh, you may or may not be, you know, talking a little crud to the other team, hypothetically speaking. Of um, course, of yeah. course. And, you know, you're getting, we're getting excited for our teammates. So when the stands are packed, it's kind of like we got, you know, however many people, I don't know how much we, you know, we fit, cause, but whatever. But it's like all of you guys are a part of that. And so it does just build off the energy and, you know, the student section right by our bench gets filled up and then you know it's the football team normally fills in the next side and you know all the people from around town they come in and when it gets crowded in there we definitely build on that and I mean that's uh, the fans you know they give us we have one of the better home court advantages I think in the GMAC and so I think the fans definitely do a huge part in that. Another thing that you guys sort of do is before the game you all get into a circle and I there's one person that I know uh, who gets in the middle of the circle and starts busting some moves out. So who is your dancing inspiration, Connor? Um, uh, my inspiration? Uh, honestly, so I just, I see things like videos of people mm-hmm. on, you know, it's Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And I'm just like, man, when I was little, I was like, it'd be so cool if I could do that. And so I just be in the mirror and I'd try something. <laughs> like, I think it, the first one I tried was the Dougie. I'd be like, I need to like, that'd be cool to like know how to do. And then ever since then, it's just kind of built. And you know, all my teammates give me, you know, they make fun of me or whatever. They're like, oh, you probably just look in the mirror and you're in the shower and just dance. I'm like, no, like that's actually what I do. Like, <laughs> like it's, you know, like you got to practice this stuff. It's like that, something that good doesn't just happen. So <laughs> it's just seeing videos and I'm like, wow, that'd be a cool thing to try. And but, then I try it. So that, are you saying that you can teach Jake and I to Dougie? Please uh, do. Um... <laughs> You guys are a lost cause, but <laughs> if anyone else wants some help, I'd be more than happy. So we're the only two that you say no. No, not the only two, but I know you two for a fact. <laughs> Listen, you, and, and your teammates might give you some crud, but like I know it gets the boys hyped, so you're doing your part for that. <laughs> well, I mean, they can say what they want, but they love it. I know oh, yeah, they all of course, it. of course. Connor, uh, back to on the court, uh, not that we don't like the dancing or anything. Um from your feel, how are the freshmen uh, hanging in there so far? You think some of them maybe have potential to get some PT this year? You think they're all redshirting? Uh, what, what can you kind of see from you know the outside? Um, you know, it's still early. Uh, we haven't started official practice right. yet. Um, I know we have some talented freshmen. Uh, Peter Kaltoff went to the you know went to the academy. Super athletic. Uh, shoots it. I didn't like you know just watching him in high school. I didn't really like you know pay attention to him. I didn't think he could shoot it that well. He can shoot. He has a really nice shot. Um, uh, shooting guard, kind of small forward, three-man, two-man, uh, Jack Golke, Uh He's really good. Can shoot it. Big-time shooter. He's a big, big-time shooter. Uh, pretty smart guy. And then uh, Patrick Cartier is 
already the most athletic kid on the team, I'd say, in terms wow. of just jumping ability. Jeez. Yeah, he's a 6'8 kid from Wisconsin. Uh, I think he has a chance to be really special for us, not just this year, but, you know, down the road. All right, Connor, uh, last question. You guys made it to the championship of the GMAC tournament last year. Do you guys do you guys think that there's some unfinished business? You're going back for some hardware this year? 100%. Uh, uh, we have uh, we had a meeting, and one of our players discussed, you know, the feeling of we were we we had it. Mm-hmm. You know, we we going into that game, we were like, uh, I mean, we were the best team left. You know, we felt we were the better team. Um, I know that feeling is still with every player that was here, and the freshmen coming in feel how we f- like they kind of understand because we told them how it felt. So when that when that time comes we're definitely going for some hardware uh i think we'll definitely make the tournament that's i mean that's always one of our top goals and i think this year our goal is to win the tournament and i think not just the tournament the regular season i think we really want to push to do some great things this year all right let's make it happen it all starts tomorrow oh yes i know we're excited for you well thank you so much for uh joining us and uh best of luck uh through the season we're gonna keep some tabs on you and uh go chargers all right of course thanks for having me fellas And that will do it for this episode of Charge Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.